Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of real estate investing advice. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today, we're continuing our series on real estate development. And today is your lucky day. Yes, that's right. The city has changed the zoning code and you're now able to build that building that you've always wanted to build that you were never permitted to. And now it is actually possible. So what do you do? And can you, in fact, get the real value that you're hoping to get because the zoning code now allows you to build that great new product? That's what we're talking about today. We are talking about zoning changes and I'm going to give you a couple of very concrete examples. So for example, in Ontario, province of Ontario and Canada, the, the zoning code was changed to allow a new type of secondary dwelling. So a secondary dwelling, for example, is something like an in-law suite where you might build a basement apartment or something like that. That would be considered a secondary dwelling. And they've extended the zoning code to allow something called a carriage house. This might be a separate building built in the backyard, maybe on top of a garage, and it must use the same utilities, uh, the same utility hookup as the main house. So it cannot be an independent building. It is a secondary dwelling, but is physically separate from the, the main house on that property. As you can imagine, in very dense urban situations like the city of Toronto, something like that could be very desirable. Utilize some of the real estate in the backyard, maybe build something on top of the garage. Now you can get some extra rent on that same piece of very expensive real estate. That's example number one. Example number two, in the city of Philadelphia, they changed the height restriction for RM1. RM1 is resi- uh, residential multifamily. A couple of years ago, the height restriction was 35 feet and they raised it to 38 feet. That allows you to go from a three-story building to a four-story building. So beautiful. Now within the same area, you're able to get a fourth floor. They didn't increase the density in any way. So if you were only allowed four units before, you're still only allowed four units today, but maybe you didn't have enough volume to create practically four units in the past. Whereas now with the higher height restriction, you have the ability to do so. All of this sounds great. And in both cases, you're able to create significant value as a result of the change in the zoning code. But there's a problem, and the problem is lack of education. And what I mean by that is there are industry professionals that you have to rely upon that you might not think about in order to be successful with your project. And I'm thinking specifically of the appraiser. The appraiser is the individual who's independently going to tell the bank what your property is worth what it's worth as is today, and what it's going to be worth upon completion. One of the things that appraisers rely upon is existing data in order to justify the value that they're attaching. And if there are no examples in the marketplace, they really struggle to come up with something that's defensible. So they err on the side of caution and tend to undercut the value of that improvement. You may run the numbers, you may come up with your own estimate of what the property is going to be worth with the improvement, and you're absolutely right. But at the end of the day, the appraiser doesn't support that number and the bank isn't going to lend against that valuation. It doesn't matter what you think it's worth bank is not going to give you the money and you're going to have to go raise more equity, bring more cash to the table in order to get that done. I have seen this problem surface over and over and over again. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. You may want to still go in, be an early player, be a pioneer with that new type of uh, property that's just recently been allowed and you can still create tremendous value. But recognize you may have to build in a a recapitalization of your project partway into it. So for example, you may want to do the project initially with more cash in the deal and then refinance after a couple of years once there's a little bit more experience in the marketplace, once the lenders are a little bit more familiar with it and once the appraisers are a little bit more familiar with it. 
I hope this insight is useful to you. In the meantime, as you're thinking about your development projects, don't be scared to be a pioneer. Go ahead and do it, but do it with your eyes wide open and talk to appraisers in advance before you jump in and uh, place an offer on a property. Meantime, have a great day. Make some awesome things happen, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.